of Sports and Songs podcast. Today is August 29th, 2022. Uh, we're in season three, episode number 21. Andy, how are you? Episode 41. Episode, what did I say? 21. 21. It's episode 41. Yeah. Season three, episode 41. You know, I'm coming off this cold. I'm not uh, all there yet, I don't These think. These episodes just fly by anyway. So. This is our last episode of August. It's going to be September when we record again. Yes, we're coming up on our fourth anniversary. Yes. Our fourth season, I should say. Third. It's, uh, it's coming up. We've got, we're in high gear for amateur baseball. Yes. We're in the Major Twins. baseball been doing its thing. Twins and the Mets are in the middle of a uh, the playoff contention. Go for football starts on Thursday. The NFL is all wrapped up with their preseason three games. Now we're yep. ready to kick things off. Uh, there's a lot going on. Where do you want to start, Andy? Well, I'm just going to start with a little uh, non-baseball stuff first. Okay. Little things get going here. NASCAR ended their regular season over the weekend. Uh, if you're in the NASCAR and you're into it for the crashes – you were very excited watching the race Sunday. Um, going into it, Martin Truex Jr. was behind by 25 points over uh, Bay- Rayleigh, and I said on Wednesday's show, I thought Truex would pass him. He got 25 points to pass him. Well, things changed a little after that episode. Uh, Kurt Busch, who had qualified, pulled out. And so, because he's had some concussion issues, he pulled out, and so that opened another spot, or so we thought. So it came down to if someone knew one, they would take less, which is what happened. Austin Dillon ended up winning. Side story, Truex didn't pass Ryan for that last spot, but that didn't matter because a new guy won, which was the – Odd uh, exception to the rule. So Austin Dillon made it. Congratulations to him. So 16 guys make it. How they do for their their playoffs in NASCAR. During the regular season, if you win, you're in. And then it's after that, guys with the best points. Well, Chase Elliott was a regular season winner. He won four races this year. Some of the guys won two and three. There was that many different guys with one win. It was winners only in there. So if you didn't win a race, you're not in the playoffs this year. That's the way it worked out. Okay. Um, of the 16, they'll do three races a week, uh, three races. Then they cut the list to 12, do three more to eight. Then when you got the final four, it's just one race for the championship. And to clarify that, there are 16 guys in the playoffs, but all 38 drivers are still racing. So it's not just 16 guys. It's not. I see. Narrowed down like that. So you still got other guys that can play spoiler in there. So there's still guys going for sponsorship next year, team points, stuff like that. So with the 16, they, their next races, and these were all consecutive weeks. There's no buys in here. They go, go, go. So starting on the 4th, it's at Darlington. The 11th are at Kansas. And the 17th, they're at Bristol. All those, ga- or all those games, all those races will be on the USA Network. Then when they cut it down to the round of 12, they're at Texas on the 25th. October 2nd, Talladega, and the 9th at Charlotte. Uh, the first one's on USA. Then after that, the rest of these will all be on NBC. When they get down to the uh, round of eight, the 16th, it's at Vegas. October 23rd, Homestead. And October 30th, Martinsville. 
And then the final four is November 6th, one race at Phoenix for the championship. Okay. Um, if you're writing these dates down or you look at the schedule, a lot of these are on a Sunday. So NASCAR is going up against the NFL. A lot of these races start like at 2.30. Now, before, it's always been kind of there, but Fox had the races so they put on FS1. Okay. Or they put on Saturdays so they weren't going against the NFL. Since NBC don't have an NFL game till the night, they're putting it, they're laying it all out there. They're going to see what happens. So if the football game's getting boring, flip over to either USA or NBC and watch the NASCAR. Your team's not playing at that time. You had an option there. So that's my NASCAR news. Uh, the WNBA is in their second round of their playoffs, going through the championships. Um, the Las Vegas Aces in a best of five are down one nothing to the Seattle Storm. Las Vegas Aces were the number one team. Well, them and the Chicago Sky each tied for number one uh, best records. But I think the Aces are going to win it. Uh, Becky Hammond, first-year coach there. She got Coach of the Year took all the coaching awards. Um, the, the big thing about Becky Hammond being a, the first-year coach there, Las Vegas Aces, she was an assistant for these last few years for the San Antonio Spurs okay. under, Pop, or under Greg Popovich. So no better coach in the NBA to be under. She actually like coached the teams in the summer league games and preseason games she'd coach and stuff like that. But she took over as the WNBA Aces head coach in Las Vegas this year. Yeah, they're done one nothing to Seattle, but it's best of five. I'm not losing sleep over it. Chicago Sky, the other number one seed, is down one nothing to the Connecticut Sun. Two top teams, both down one nothing. I'm just relax. Don't I'm not worried about that. Couple me or a few baseball notes I got for you. One, I'm not a big guy into the knowledge of this, but I've heard this is going to be a big uh, cluster, a big headache, a lot of lot of bad words maybe said here. Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Union want to extend all the union stuff all the way through the minors, which, from what I'm kind of reading on some stuff now, means. One league strikes, they all strike. So what they're kind of wondering is, with a Major League Baseball players going, wait a minute, why should we hold out because some low A-ball team needs a new stadium or wants more fun? You know. So they want to unionize the minors, but do they tie down with the majors? Do they make it their own contracts? How does that work for an individual player's contract if he goes from pros to minors? So that's what they've thrown against the fan. We're going to see what happens. Wow. So, those of you who follow unions might make more sense to you. As it gets closer, we may call you to explain all this to us because I don't know how sports union contracts go. That's what they're kind of kicking around right now in uh, Major League Baseball. And if that works or doesn't work, watch hockey to maybe follow suit with that. Uh, football and basketball don't really have a minor league, so it's not an issue. Major League Baseball announced this year the Korea Series. Um, excuse me, November 9th through 16th, we'll be sending Major League Baseball players over to Korea to play against some of their players. No announcement yet who the players are going to be. I don't know if it's going to be our guys who've all announced for Team USA or how they're going to do that. The 9th through the 16th, this will be the first time since 1922 that Major League Baseball sent players to Korea to play. Hmm. So we'll see how that works out because Major League Baseball has announced what they want to do is a world tour. Between now and 2026, 
They want this world tour to consist of 24 regular season games. I think that includes the London games they're going to be doing next year again. And 16 exhibition games. These are going to be in Asia, Mexico, Latin America, and Europe. I know they want to do some games. and They're doing two games in Europe next year, uh, Cubs and Cubs and Cardinals, I think, next year, the London series. Um, Mexico wouldn't be hard to swing down to Mexico City or, you know, there's Mexican leagues down in Mexico, so you got decent stadiums there. Wouldn't be hard to swing down there. You're not going to lose time like you do to London or something for games. So sneaking there won't be bad. See how that all works out. Uh, Major League Baseball also this week. The Mets had Old Timers Day. <laughs> Surprisingly, at Old Timers Day, they retired Willie Mays as number 24. Willie only played like two years with the Mets. I don't know if this was a, in honor of Willie Mays, if, why, why they picked him and that out of nowhere like this. I don't know. Willie Mays, 91 years old, missed being there because he just had hip replacement surgery. So, uh, yeah, actually, he only played the two years with the Mets, but his son Michael was there to represent for him. So the Mets have now retired number 24 also this year. Also this weekend, um, I shared the video on our social media. The Mariners retired Ichiro's number 51, which was a no-brainer. They showed an old video of him about 20-some years ago where Ichiro's going for a ball in the stand, you know, fall ball over the stands, and he dives and, like, just about lands in this lady's lap. And she's all excited. She's a big Ichiro fan. She thought that was the greatest thing in the world. What happened to me this weekend when they retired his number, they asked her to come throughout the first pitch. <laughs> really? She didn't know he was the one catching it. So she was all giddy again, you know. So that was pretty exciting for her. But uh, so the Mets had, like I said, they're retired 24 Ichiro's. Seattle Mariners retired 51. I don't know if the Willie Mays thing is not a universal across the league deal. That's just with the Mets. So that's that one. And another thing I was looking at, of the four managers this year in Major League Baseball that have been fired, two of those teams are now in playoff contention. The Phillies got rid of Joe Girardi when they were 22 and 29. They're now in playoff contention. Uh, Joe Mann with the Angels, they're not. Uh, Charlie Mantoy with the Blue Jays, they were at the time and still are in contention. In fact, they were 46 and 42 when they fired him. And uh, Chris Woodward with the Rangers, they were 51 and 63, and they are still not in contention. Um, also, I got a couple other baseball notes here. Uh, let's turn my pages here. Uh, the Mets right now, let me get my Mets soapbox here for a little bit. They are uh, three games ahead of Atlanta, nine and a half ahead of Philadelphia. Uh, the Nationals have been mathematically eliminated. Uh, the Marlins should be eliminated in the next week or two, mathematically, anyway. Some stats on this here. Uh, first of all, the Mets magic number is 31 going into today. They uh, versus – and the Mets have, like, the second easiest schedule in the league left. They're playing teams below – then the combined record is, like, 422 of the teams they got left, winning percentage. The Mets versus teams with the 500 or worse winning percentage, they're 37 and 29 which is a good thing for a first-place team. But the Braves are 27-30, and 30 and Philadelphia is 29-34 and 34 against teams with the same record, you know, below 500 record. 
I take that all with a grain of salt because remember until like right around the All-Star break or before the All-Star break, the Mets were the only team above 500 in that division for a while. So I kind of take that with a grain of salt that you know Atlanta and Philly don't have winning records. But it is what it is there. But their record against National League East, which is the division they're in, the Mets are 43-19. and 19. The Braves are 32-22, and 22, and Philadelphia is 29-27. So I'm feeling confident there at the Mets. Got the little easier schedule. Uh, they got Cookie or Carrasco coming off the DL here pretty soon. So they got – this is their starters right now. And I'm going to throw Carrasco in there, even though he's on the, the injury reserve list. Bassett's had 24 starts. He's 11 and 7. DeGrom in five starts is 3 and 1. Peterson, um, 16 starts and four relief appearances, 7 and 3. Scherzer in 19 starts is 9 and 4. Uh, TJ Walker, 22 starts. He's 10 and 3. And then Carrasco in 23 starts is 13 and 5. Those are all very nice records for your starters, all about 500. I'll take any five of those any day of the week. What you're going to see a lot of, I think, though, with the Mets coming up for the rest of the season, I think they're going to keep it with five, maybe a six-man rotation. Um, DeGrom's arm coming off. You know, he didn't come back till five starts ago. You want to make sure Scherzer is healthy. Don't push these guys. Give them five, maybe six days in between starts. Let's be fresh for playoffs. They got a three-game lead. I'm not saying it's locked up and rest the starters. I'm not saying that. You got five, six guys here that are very good starters. Almost any one of these would be at least a two or a three on any other team in baseball. So why not take advantage of it? Let them all get some work in. So God forbid something happens in the playoffs, they're ready to go. You're good to go. Um, not worried about them with that. And very excited to see how it turns out. Uh, with that, um, what was I? One other note here, I think. Um, oh, AEW Wrestling. They're a big pay per view coming up this weekend, all out in Chicago. Um, lots of stuff going on there. A lot of things being said backstage about different people. That's going to come up later this week, or I might wait till after All Out. I'll do a review of that and some backstage uh, shenanigans. Scuttlebutt going on there. But um, one match that hasn't been officially announced yet, but it will be uh, Punk and Moxley will be going for the title. AEW hasn't put that on there yet, but I'm waiting for that to come out. Um, I was wrong this week. I said MJF would return. He did not. If he does not return it all out, I'd be very, very surprised. Um, it's kind of the way all fingers are pointing there. This week there will be an AEW preview. Probably doing it Thursday um, after the show Wednesday night, see what all happens. And we'll go from there. Uh, one other note also, Steve Dunn of the Mets, he pitched with them in their first season, the 63-64 season. That young man was pitching at the old-timers game this last weekend, so he's still out there doing it. And some folks are saying that when Big Sexy was out there, Bartolo Colon. Oh, yes. Bartolo was telling people, he goes, I'm not just here for the old-timers game. He goes, I'm trying out. He still thinks he's got a little in the tank. Obviously, he can't be signed for the playoffs this year, but 
we'll see. Maybe maybe he'll be up in the baseball classic coming up. Maybe I'll take him along as a player for the world tours here, European tour. We'll see what happens. But Big Sexy was looking good. Kind of sad to see some of your heroes. Some 40 pounds heavier, some 10 pounds lighter, but all real gray. You know, but that's the way it is. That's the way, you know, sad seeing all of them get old. Sure glad I haven't. But that's what I got, young man. Um, like I said, football's wrapped up their preseason. The Baltimore Ravens were undefeated again in preseason to continue their streak of undefeated preseasons going back to 2015. Wow. Remember, Denny Green always thought winning every game in preseason was important too. And look at all the rings Denny got. <laughs> so, the, uh, and also, I heard news today: the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy G did agree to a one-year extension. So, that's what I got, sir. Um, Tom Ball was big this weekend. You have stuff on that? Yes. Um, what we've got for Town Ball is class a is done uh st louis park won that class b they're down to four teams left meesville blaine champlin park and rochester final four and going into this weekend now that turns into a double elimination you can lose and still fight back this weekend to play but there's only four teams left so <clears throat> that should be good but not as good class b you know, that, that's, that's some good baseball. They get fans. But, boy, the Class C, what we've got a treat for us coming up this weekend. Yes, sir. Friday and Saturday, there's 16 teams left. Single elimination the whole way, which means two games on Friday. All the rest of the uh, teams play their next game Saturday. Saturday, full slate of games in Meesville, Dundas, Faribault. And of these final 16 teams – there is one, two, three, seven. There's still seven teams in the top ten final rankings for Class C before the playoffs started that are still alive. Seven of the sixteen are top ten teams. I mean, it includes uh, Watertown, of course. Delano is in the hunt. New Ulm, St. Patrick. And those are top five teams in the state that are still in it. Those are the teams to watch. Those are the teams to look for. Jordan, on the outside looking in, I think they finished number six. They're still in it. Waconia is still in it. Isanti is a top 10 ranked team. They're in it. So there are some Cinderella's out there, some teams that had some luck uh, and, and, and the ball bounced their way. They're still in it. But uh, the rubber's going to meet the road here this uh, on Friday and Saturday. Like I say, the losers go home. The winners play sat, uh, Sunday. There's eight teams will play Sunday, 11 a.m. at one location, and or two locations, and then 1.30 at the other location. Uh, and so those are quarterfinal games. You win that, you play 4.30 on Sunday for the semifinals. And so now this is where your, your pitching comes into play. The teams that have the, the, the three draft picks um, that have not maybe used them yet, you're going to get in real fast here to a, to a Saturday, two games uh, Saturday, two on Sunday, and uh, you know, one game Saturday, two games Sunday, and then Monday is a championship game. And so it's going to get very interesting. Um, now, hopefully the weather will be fine. Well, there was weather again this last weekend. Meesville had 
you know, Dundas, uh, Faribault, I think a couple inches of rain uh, that the, overnight, and they had to move some games, push them back. A lot of scrambling by the FDM group to do this. They moved a couple of games to Waconian, played there, and got them all in, including a 21-inning game last night that went. Hats all- off to the boys of Waconia. Big tip of the cap to the boys of Waconia getting the uh, call at 11 p.m. to come out and get the fields ready. So good job to those guys. And they had to get concessions ready, the field ready, gates, yep. ticket ticket takers, uh, volunteers, announcers, public address, the whole deal uh, going. So um, that's what happens in town ball baseball. You, you're, it's, it's a one tight knit community, and whatever happens, uh, you're a phone call away from you know yep. making something making something happen. So now I'm assuming the weather will be good. I'm planning on taking in those games in Dundas on Saturday. There's a bunch of them. Um, and then listening to the others on Sunday and Monday on, on the radio or on the prep NS, uh, NSP, NSPN.TV. They've got some very good coverage there of those games. Class B also. Big news coming up uh, this weekend with all those games. Labor Day weekend is always the big uh, culmination of, of town ball baseball. Now, over 35 baseball. The Senior Men's League is done. The Federal League is done. They got together this past weekend and played the top four teams from each of these divisions, got to, got to head, got and played together up at Castle Field up at Anoka. East Metro Mammoth won it all again. Back-to-back titles. Three straight years they've done this, and the Federal That's League right. champion has uh, – the Federal League has won the World Series three straight years. Uh, the Senior Men's Association um, – have gotten close, but they've not sent guys, not sent teams to the World Series and uh, and to make a statement. These are statement wins by the teams in the Federal League. Some have said that these guys at this level here uh, could could easily take on and play very competitively against any number of Class C amateur baseball teams uh, right now. That's very interesting. That's a big statement to say that, but that goes to show how good these teams are so over 35 baseball here state of minnesota is done they're all wrapped up um we've got twins you know with with august wrapping up we got one month to go the twins are in the hunt with the white Sox and the indians now guess who the twins have coming back uh, unofficially i guess in the month of september kenta maeda potentially oh, that's right yeah bailey ober will be back we get two starters coming back here when the hunt really begins you know they're getting some decent outings out of uh, out of Bundy and Chris Archer, but um, you know it, it's really Ryan pushing the show, um, uh, J- Joe Ryan, and it'll be helpful to see what happens when these other guys get get uh, get back in the mix. Hopefully injuries don't play a uh, a role, but who knows what happens? What's going to be with Byron Buxton? But White Sox are no slouch. Indians are leading the division right now. Uh, this will be some mm-hmm. baseball to watch. Who's, who's leading? Uh, Guardians. There we go. The Cleveland Guardians, baby. Got to be politically correct here on the show. Got to be politically correct. So so that's coming up. Go for football is Thursday night, the season opener against New Mexico State. Jerry Kill taking on P.J. Fleck in the old Gopher head coach versus the new head coach. And then uh, this next coming weekend uh, with, with Labor Day is going to be a lot of football, college football. And after that, the weekend after that is is NFL, and we're going to get 17 straight weeks of NFL football crammed down our throats uh, here once Labor Day gets wrapped up. But the kids will be back to school. State Fair will be wrapping up. 
Uh, it's going to be college, high school, prep, sports, soccer, football, yeah. volleyball is what we're going to really be focusing on here once once baseball wraps up here. But that's what I've got, Andy. There's been a little smack talk in the press about Jerry Kill if he's going to shake hands with Mr. P.J. Fleck or not. So we'll okay. see how that comes out. There's some uh, trash talk going on. Yes, yes. So we'll have to see. That'll be a good game. I will. I will watch that. You know, the Gophers. Uh, you know, defense is I think a top, in the top ten uh, in the nation, and their offense or the rushing. Yep. You know, they've got. Uh, yeah. They lost some of the offensive linemen from last year into the NFL draft, but this team should be good. They don't have much weaknesses. Uh, they're good on offense. It's a special teams offense. If, defense. if you like, if you like a passing offense, don't watch the Gophers. There'll be a lot of it, running, I think, this year. It's smash mouth running. Everyone's healthy now. Who's back from the running attack? Mo hit. Yep. Uh, Ibrahim, uh, Mo Ibrahim, uh, quarterback, fifth year. It'll be fun to watch and. A lot of Gophers fans have them pick, picked or predicted to win or be in contention for that West title, and so that could be interesting. Um, uh, we had our Big Ten college preview show last week. Go back and see that if you haven't already. Thank you, Mr. Jeremy Quas, for giving us your professional, compared to us, professional opinion. <laughs> and, and like what Jeremy Quas said is if Michigan wins the East and the Gophers win the West, uh, you could have a, a battle – uh, you could have the little brown jug battle in it. Yeah, I wonder if that would be in play then for the for the Big Ten title since they don't find I think, they'd have, I think they'd have to get it out. You know, they only yeah, play those guys uh, once every three or four years now. So yeah, that that's uh, something that he brought up on the on the broadcast. And yeah, I have to it see how that be fun to watch uh, the Gophers. They got three non conference games. They kick off with Michigan State. Vikings kick off with the Packers on September 11th, uh, nationally televised game. That should be good. Fun time of the year, of course, Andy. Fun time of the year. The only bad thing about a, a go for Michigan finals means I'd have to be cheering for Michigan this year to make it. That I just don't know if I can do that. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be tough. Be tough. But yeah, baseball's heavy. Football's starting up. Um, college football, pro football. Uh, camps are opening up at colleges and high schools for their f- sports. High school football. All those kids. It's busy, busy, Should busy. Fun this time of year, uh, Labor Day coming up here. Have a good weekend, everyone. That's all I've got here for sports. Anything else, Andy? No, just uh, watch us for the songs episode this weekend and uh, some fun stuff coming up in November. We'll try different uh, awesome. midweek shows between the two of us. All right, everyone. Too. Have a good week. See, See ya. ya.